2: Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayers Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning, but before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for today, and we thank you for another opportunity to gather together, Lord, to learn more about you and discuss your Word, God. We thank you for the blessings that you've poured out on us, Lord, and the love that you've lavishly showered us with, God. We thank you for our partners and our listeners, Lord, that you're blessing them and causing them to excel. God, we thank you for the good things you're doing for this nation, Lord, and for the whole earth, God. So we thank you for those good things. In Jesus' name, amen. In
1: Jesus' mighty
0: name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we continue our discussion in the Word and our study in the book of Acts. And we will be covering chapter 10 verses 24 through 48. But before we get into the Word, I'd just like to thank you all for joining us. And I'd especially like to thank, uh, I'll say our our partners, those that have been led by the Lord and have chosen to participate in the work of the ministry and keeping us in prayer, sowing into the ministry financially, liking and sharing the episodes so that others can be reached and grow in their relationship with our Lord and Savior.
1: Mm-hmm. Your faithfulness does not go unnoticed. Absolutely. And we greatly appreciate your help in us reaching the call that God has on our life and reaching people with the word of God and the gospel.
0: Amen. Mm-hmm. And know that we are also keeping you in prayer
1: mm-hmm.
0: daily. So thank you for being a blessing to us and to so many others. Mm-hmm. Now, if you are just joining us and haven't been following along the episodes, uh, suggest that you pause here and give yourself the opportunity and time to read in Acts chapter 10 verses 24 through 48 at this time. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And now I want to open the floor up so that way each of you has the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So who would like to begin? I would. All right,
1: honey, honey. Thank you, darling. You know, as I was looking at this um, section of Scripture and contemplating something here that I think is essential and vital for believers, sometimes when we look at God, we don't recognize that he has a character. He has a personality he has a nature he has a way that he does things um moses said to the lord that he wanted to know his ways Mm -hmm. um and it, it was said about him that he knew the ways of god but the children of israel only knew his hand or his acts absolutely but they didn't understand the why or the what or the who was behind it but in verses uh 34 and 35 says, then Peter opened his mouth and said, in truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. But in every nation, whoever fears, fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. And that is a character that's a part of God. That, that's a, an attribute of his character. He will honor those who honor him. He's not looking at a specific um, racial standpoint. He's not looking for a specific ethnicity, um, financial standpoint. God looks at the heart and he looks for people who will believe him regardless of where they come from. And there's a connection to this in um, Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 17. It says, for the Lord, your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great God, mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality, nor takes bribes. So Every time we have an opportunity to see the character and the nature of God through his word, we should take that to heart because it helps us understand who our God is and why he does the things that he does and why he considers things in the way that he considers them. We always know that he's right and righteous and, um, if you try to perceive God from your natural standpoint, he will seem confusing. He will seem afar off and it, you know people say oh you never know what God's going to do or the Lord is mysterious, but he's not. That's actually counter to what the Lord teaches through his word. He is his word is not afar off. It's not hard to understand and the God and his word are one, but his word is nigh us, even in our mouth and in our heart, and when we look for him, And when we search for him and when we extend ourselves to God through faith and with love towards him, um, Jesus said that he will make himself manifest to those who approach him in that way. He'll make himself known to us. So right there we see the Lord um, demonstrating his character. And then Peter, who was someone who literally walked with Jesus, who didn't understand this, um, this concept. He had literally slept and ate. And, you know, ministered alongside the Messiah during his natural ministry in the flesh, but yet did not understand this about his nature and his character. Jesus even told them there are sheep that are not of this fold that uh-huh. I must bring in. But the the disciples' minds thought Jesus only loved or God only loved the Jews because of how their um, culture or their um, lineage came came to be. They felt like God only loved them, which is a very natural and humanistic standpoint. You see that even in Jonah. Way back then, where, and you know, as present-day Christians, we love to go, the Old Testament was something separate, and the New Testament is something separate. Yes, there's a new covenant in the blood of Jesus, but the character of God doesn't change.
0: It's the same yesterday, today, and forever.
1: Amen to that. And when the Lord used Jonah to show mercy to another people group, it showed that God was not only concerned about mm-hmm. Israel. And it showed that he would use whomever he would, and he was open to whoever would believe him. Um, I was it First Chronicles chapter 16 that says the eyes of the Lord are running to and fro through the earth, to looking for someone whose heart is faithful towards him or mm-hmm. loyal towards him so that he could show himself strong on their behalf. It didn't say, I'm looking for people in Israel. The whole earth, Israel didn't exist in the whole earth at that time. So he was looking for whomever of whatever nationality. Abraham mm-hmm. was not a Jew. He was actually a Chaldean. He came from Ur. So that, that tells us that God is no respecter of persons. Mm-hmm. And so just seeing that natural standpoint fall off of the eyes of Peter and let it fall off of our own eyes as we're examining and walking with God. He's not a, a favoritism God. He's like, you love me, I'll love you. You honor me, That's I'll it. honor you. You sow and participate in the things that matter to me. You seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and he will do the same for you.
0: Or I'll, I'll say, in the same vein of thought, you declare me before the world, and I'll declare you before my heavenly Father. Amen.
1: Amen. 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 And, you know, that uh, to me, that shows me the the justice of god it shows me the heart of god and the love of god and the peace you know when he said um glad tidings and peace to all men it wasn't just peace to the jews it was mm-hmm. peace to whoever would choose to partake of righteousness through salvation in the lord jesus christ and i'm not diminishing or excluding um, jewish people by any by any sort god does love them but it's more so in the capacity of like a family this is the older sibling and the mm-hmm. older sibling is not more important they just have a different charge that they've been tasked just Absolutely. like with husband and wife in the family dynamic the husband is not more important than the wife it's just he has a different task and he's Absolutely. charged with different things by god that he is accountable for there's and a greater
0: the responsibility
1: and greater it's just different it is it's just different and god said this is my accountability to you just like jesus Mm -hmm. the messiah had an accountability in the earth that the other ones of us don't necessarily have nothing's riding on my blood right right in my (laughs) my particular (laughs) stance of righteousness but the lord says that i'm a joint heir with jesus christ and he loves me with the same love that he loves jesus with so to him i'm just as valuable that he was so so intent in his love for me that he was willing to give his only begotten son. Well, now he is the firstborn among many brethren, but he was still willing to offer that sacrifice for me and for you and for Mm -hmm. you and for you and whoever that would partake of it. So that just encourages me. We just have different roles and God loves us all equally.
0: Amen. Anyone else? I do. All right. Layla.
1: Um,
2: I, verse 41 particularly caught my attention when he as in peter was talking about jesus after he was resurrected um not so i'll read 40 him got him as in jesus god raised up on the third day and showed him openly not to all the people but to witnesses chosen before by god even to us who ate and drank with him after he arose from the dead mm-hmm. And I found it interesting, like sometimes we as humans like to disqualify people and say, well, you can't fill this office or the Lord can't use you in this way because you've done this or you haven't done this. And it was and Peter is telling the telling Cornelius, his household and his friends that no, God chooses who he wills and you can be a witness to him. And righteousness, obviously, you have to be on the right side of that. But God didn't say, as Mama, you're pointing out that you weren't of this ethnicity. So you can't preach in my name. Um, you didn't attend this school and obtain this degree. So you're not a pastor. I can't use you. He just said, I want your heart. If your heart is willing and open to me, I can do that all day. And I can move by the Holy Spirit through you to manifest what I will have in the earth But again, you have to be a willing participant and you have Mm to um, accept what God is trying to do. And as in when the spirit comes upon you to and the Lord is telling you to do something, don't resist him and go, well, I can't do that. You aren't able, you don't have the right to decide what you can and cannot do for the Lord. The Lord is the judge and he says, yep, this is my vessel or no, this one isn't.
1: Mm-hmm. So we do have the freedom to choose, but if we've named the name of Christ and named Him as our Lord, our Lord is in command. The yes, the head dictates to the body where it goes and what it does, not the other way around. So it's 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 good that we consider and keep that in the right perspective. Yes, God has given us free will, and He doesn't override that. And if we choose to disobey Him or ignore Him, um, that's our that's our right in the way of how God has ordained human human ability and right to choose. And, you know, if you do harden your heart against the Lord, you know that it does come with consequence. It does come with and create a separation between you and your Lord. No, he will never leave you nor forsake you because he's already agreed to that. But you leave and forsake when you harden your heart and refuse to go with him and to walk with him. And, you know, you one might consider their own limitations. You know, Moses said, I can't go, Lord, because I'm, you know, and he had his laundry list of reasons that he was not a suitable uh, vessel for God to send in this way because of his past and because he had how he felt about himself at the time. But I'll say this with man, it is impossible. It is impossible for any human in their flesh to carry out the works of God and the will of the Lord. But with him, all things are possible when we submit to God. He can do anything. And, in, and Jesus said, it's not me who does the works. It's the father in me. And what he meant was the father's will, the Holy Spirit is caring about. I'm the vessel. And he is a willing participant in, in cooperation with the will of the father and the Holy Spirit's action in the earth. So we are not above our, our master, and but we are like him. So we take the same perspective. No, you can't do it in your flesh. Nope. Nope, it doesn't matter how much you want it, will it, whatever, you cannot bring about the things of God in your flesh. It's always going to be carnal, incarnality and death that comes out of you. But when you submit to the will of the Holy Spirit, when you submit to the will of God and the Holy Spirit let him work through you, and you are subject to the headship, the leadership of the Lord Jesus Christ, he can work miracles, truly, Mm -hmm. and there's no limitation on that. And he's willing, uh, ready, willing, and able to use any vessel that makes themselves available to him in whatever way that he deems appropriate. So for us, it takes the the burden off of us, if you will. It takes a weight of thinking of how am I going to do this? And that's not your role. Your, your business is to say, yes, God, I'm submitting to you. Let your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Be it unto me according to your word, Lord. How could Mary bring forth the messiah she did i mean that she's like i don't have any of the puzzle pieces for this in line how am i ever going to do that and the lord's like that's okay i got it i'll take care of it um speaking through the angel messenger the lord's going to take care of it the holy spirit's going to overshadow you and all you need to do is be be ready and available all you need to do is be willing and, and available and she didn't have to provide her husband and the husband didn't have anything to do with the conception of the messiah but he did have something to do with her preservation he took her and covered her so that she was not openly shamed Mm -hmm. or um, stoned or put out of the kingdom because she could have been put to death for that Um, she when herod was seeking the life of the child and all of those things he took the husband Joseph um, took her to Egypt, according to the will, the word of the Lord through another angel messenger, and she was preserved and kept safe. And when it was time to come back, just just being led. And then the 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 wise men who brought treasures, God took care of everything that was needed and and what he called her to. All she needed to do was say, yes, Lord, and then keep saying yes. Keep saying yes. When it was time to go to Egypt, if she had said, no, I'm staying here. Well, guess what? She might have been found out. Right. But because she was obedient to go where the Holy Spirit led and she kept saying yes to each step in the plan of God, the Lord's provision, his protection and his blessing was able to be manifest all the way to seeing her, her son hanging on the cross and then being able to receive salvation. So there's no difference for us today. No, we're not conceiving the Messiah that's been done, (laughs) but whatever the, the plan of the righteous plan of God is for our particular life, it still has to be conceived Perceived and conceived by faith and then carried through according to the plan and the will of God.
0: Mm-hmm. Anyone else?
1: Promise you got something? I see your face yes. moving over there and I see you reaching and getting your Bible ready. You can go ahead and tell us. It's okay.
3: Well, the Lord's mainly talking to me about the last part um, where it said that Holy Spirit had fallen on the Gentiles. And the Lord was also showing me that whatever the Lord does brings about something good. Mm-hmm. And how the Lord's reminded me of how the devil usually comes and says, well, it can't be good because you didn't follow this natural law. Mm-hmm. And the Lord's reminded me of how um, previously inside a chapter, inside chapter 10, I was saying, God, to told Peter, what God has cleansed, let not man call it coming. Mm-hmm. And so the Lord's just reminding me of that.
1: Amen. And how does that apply to your life?
3: That the Lord always means good about something, mommy. Mm-hmm. And that even if it some, even if it seems as though somebody can, can consider it bad or it seems illegal... I don't mean like doing something (laughs) you guys can't see me my
1: eyebrows are raising like "Mm? what's going on here okay go ahead I
3: don't mean like doing something wicked
1: okay okay I mean there, there are times where man's laws don't agree with the law of God for example um saying that marriage between people of the same sex is okay or that um in the case of the children um Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that they had to bow down and worship an idol. That was the law of the land at the time, and it was right that they disobeyed that law. Correct? Yes. Okay, so go ahead.
3: And how there's always a greater blessing at the end. Okay. And then the Lord reminded me of how Peter said, you know how this is unlawful for me to do it. And that Peter just didn't go, oh, well, it's unlawful for me to just walk out. He continued with what with what the Lord asked him to do.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, We always should choose Christ. We always choose God over anything and anyone else. That has to be our stance. Otherwise, we are not worthy to be his disciples. And that's that's what the Lord said in the Gospels. Um, If you don't hate father and mother and sister and brother and even your own life, You're not worthy to be his disciple. So if there's someone else that has a higher weight in your ears or in your perspective, you care more about what someone else says or thinks than you do the Lord, then there is a conflict and you have another God.
0: God is not your God and you are not his people, right? Uh, Paul or Saul, who we read about, uh, have read about, says you cannot be a bondservant of Christ if you are serving people, Mm -hmm. Right. It's an yes. impossibility. You can only be a, a servant of one. Jesus said it in this way. A man cannot serve two masters. He will love one and hate the other.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But we already, and just to, to build off of what we were saying here, tying it all together, there's no partiality in God. He is a res- no respecter of persons, but as we were saying, he will openly reward everyone who is diligent to be you trust him, right? Even when, as you were saying, promise, it doesn't make sense in your natural mind, right? Yes. But if you will trust him and be obedient to what he says, he will openly reward you.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Luke chapter 14, verses 25... Um, 25- through 28 it says now great multitudes went with him and he turned and said to them if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother wife and children brothers and sisters yes and his own life also he cannot be my disciple and whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple for which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost whether he has enough to finish it um, and I'll just stop there because it's going to cost you putting Christ absolutely first in your life absolutely. to be his disciple. His word, his will, and his way has to be your primary focus. Otherwise, you will miss the mark on the disciple um, standing standpoint.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, promise.
3: Lord, just thank you for today. Just thank you for giving us your word, Lord. And make sure that you're with us always, Lord, that you never leave us nor forsake us, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen.
1: In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day.
1: We hope you've enjoyed listening to a Day of Prayers morning Bible study.